So today is the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, and our chapel here was actually dedicated uh, to Our Lady of Sorrows by the Rosminians who built it. Uh, so it's uh, a feast day that we, 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 we mark in a particular way. This is actually uh, the vestment that I was ordained in. So when we were seminarians, when we were deacons, uh, we were asked by uh, Father Paul, our superior, what jasmine we'd like. So we were able to get any kind of image we wanted or whatever it was, if, if, you, know, if you wanted a, a chalice and the Eucharist or if you wanted whatever it was. Uh, but one thing which uh, really struck me about this uh, image is just how, how tender, how beautiful, how tragic, uh, and yet how, how powerful it is. This it just speaks to the heart of every person, I think. I think there's something very, very particular about the tears of, of a mother to, to win over a heart. There's something very, I think, this, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me, but there's something kind of, I think, innate in us that we don't want to see our mothers cry. We don't want to see our mothers cry. We don't want to see our mothers upset. As children, I think, as well, we don't want to upset our mothers. But that could be for two reasons. One, we don't want to see them cry. Second, we don't want to get a boot across the head. <laughs> but we don't want to see, we don't want to upset our, our, our parents. And I think in a particular way, our moms. This one here was painted by a guy called Fra Angelico. And uh, he just captures, it's just, just really, really tenderly, the, the gaze of Our Lady uh, onto Jesus and then the way she's, she's holding his, his deceased, his, his corpse. And obviously in reality, that would, that would have been, he would have been an awful lot uh, bloodier and bruised. It just would have been absolutely horrific uh, for her then to, to look so tenderly at the son that she loved so much. And because, again, see, because of her purity, because of her unity with God, she was capable of a much greater love than, than us, than normal human beings, you know? The, the closer we are to God, the more filled with God we are, the more capable we are of loving. God, who is love, the more he lives in us, she was filled with the Holy Spirit, therefore filled with God. She's able to love in a much more intense way than we are. But there's always that kind of risk with loving. You know, when you, when you love someone, there's always that risk of rejection. When you love someone, there's always that risk that it won't be understood, uh, that it won't be reciprocated. Uh, when you love someone, there's always that, that, that danger that, you know, as parents often see, you invest everything in your children. And when they get to their kind of rebellious teenage years, you don't even matter. Don't even care what you think, mom. You know, don't even care. Like, your, your fashion advice, mom, don't really, don't really, doesn't really matter to me anymore now. Uh, you don't know what all the other girls are wearing, what all the other boys are wearing. Uh, and there can be this, this kind of attention, a kind of a, a pull away. Uh, and then you see this, your son or your daughter who, who, whom you love so much, and they may go a bit wayward. They may go off the rails altogether. And as a parent, what are you supposed to do? It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard because you love them. Solution? Don't love them, right? Don't love. Then if you don't love, then you don't get hurt. That's great. That's the way we should do it, I think. The Lord, the Lord calls us to love, knowing that in, in loving there's always that, that, that risk. And that is what Our Lady went through. It's more than a risk. She loved so intensely that it was, it was known beforehand. It was, if you will, prophesied that because of her love she will suffer. So Simeon in the temple says to her, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. Death to be a sign that is rejected. Now, if you hear that about a child that, that, that you love so much, a child that you've just carried for nine months, a child that's just, 
you know, you want to do everything for, you want to protect and keep safe. That child is now being presented in the temple and the equivalent of baptism, if you will, for us. And then imagine that you're at the baptism of your child. The priest says, you see this child here? He's destined for the falling and rising of many. He's going to be contradicted and you're going to suffer too. So it's hardly the appropriate moment to be telling me this. And is there any way around this? Can we avoid this in any way? But she, she doesn't. Our Lady knows that because of her unity with the Lord, because of who he is, that yes, there will be, there will be suffering on her path. That this, this will hurt. This will hurt at times. I was just, there's, there's one line here. Now, this is completely my own opinion, so don't take this as, as, as church teaching at all. Um, the church doesn't have a teaching on this anyway, but there's one line here which I, I, I've always found very interesting. It says, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Right? But this, the line doesn't finish there. The sword will pierce your own soul. So a sword will pierce our lady's soul so that the secret thoughts of many may be laid bare. Now what on earth does that mean? That our lady will suffer so that the secret thoughts of many may be laid bare. So that the interior life of people may be laid bare. How, where, and when? What does that mean? And again, this is just my own reflection, so take it or leave it. Uh, but I was just thinking this morning how, as I said, the tears of a mother have a particular way of moving our hearts. If we get to a stage where the tears of our mothers are indifferent to us or have no ref- effect on us at all, if we get to a stage where the affection of our mother or our, our mother in general doesn't matter to us. Something has died. Something has really, really gone wrong. And uh, I remember hearing an interview with, with uh, a, a prison warden before and um, he was talking about just diff- different criminals and who were the worst and who were the most dangerous and who were the most violent. And uh, when it came to the, you know, who were the most dangerous and violent prisoners, uh, the prison warden he said, well, to be honest, from my experience, I discovered that those who have no relationship at all with their mother. They were the, they were the most dangerous, most violent prisoners. So there, there's, some, there's something in this, I think. And again, this is only my own speculation, but imagine like if at the moment of our death, we see our Blessed Lady. Well, we, 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 will, we will see God when we, when we die. What if she's there too? And we see... Our lives as they are, no one has to accuse us of anything. We just simply see our lives as they are. There's no accusation, because in fact scripture calls the devil the accuser, not God. So there's no accusation. Your life is simply laid bare, as it is. What you did, what you could have done, what you didn't do, what you did badly, what you did well, what was sinful, what was virtuous. It's just simply there. No excuses, just the way it is. What if in that moment like, we see our, our blessed lady as well and maybe because we will recognize that we've made mistakes. We will recognize that we had opportunities to love that we did not capitalize on. We had opportunities to help that we ignored. We did things that were just outright wrong. We'll recognize all of that. Now, the goal here isn't to get to heaven, not, isn't to get there perfect. We should try. We should absolutely try, of course, to be perfect as our, as our Heavenly Father is perfect. But if some further works or further purification needs to be done, that's what purgatory is for. 
But what is necessary is that when we get to heaven, or when we get to that, 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 that personal judgment, that we accept God's mercy. That is, that's essential. Either like if we're ready to go straight up, if we're uh, destined for, for, for purgatory for, for a while, either way, we must accept God's mercy. You know, if I get to heaven saying, well, I've lived a really good life, I deserve to get in here, you don't stand the chance. That's not the way it works. We get into heaven because of God's mercy. So seeing Our Lady's tears. What if that's kind of one of the Lord's ways of, of getting us to lay bare our hearts, that our, secret, that our secret thoughts may be visible and may be known? And then recognizing her tears, I say, yes, Lord, I'm, I've, I've fallen short, but I, I want to make it good. And I could have loved, I could have forgiven, I could have been more chaste, I could have been faithful in marriage, I could have, been, uh, I could have done more with, to, to fight my addictions, whatever it may be. But Lord, I want that chance. And, and, and just seeing Our Lady's tears, what if that's what really moves our hearts? So that the secret, their secret thoughts may be laid bare. And that we might accept the Lord's mercy. Our Blessed Lady has a, a key role in this whole plan of salvation. Yesterday, we, as we said at the beginning of Mass, we celebrated the exaltation of the cross. So this great mystery of God's love for us, that he is God as omnipotent, as omniscient, so all-knowing, all all-powerful, could step down and take on a nature so inferior to his, to just become a helpless, weak, fragile, mortal human, take on a human nature, and, and live in that and experience all that we do, pain, suffering, loss, betrayal, all that, and, and joy and friendship as well. But to experience all of that, and yet, the, the, and then the following day, immediately, the church associates the, the the feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. That such a, like a close union between Jesus, His Passion, Death, and Resurrection on the cross, and the glory of the cross, and how all that was possible through Our Lady's yes, through Our Lady saying yes to the Archangel Gabriel that He might have a human nature, that Jesus might get a human nature in which He can die. So Our Lady is so so united with this whole plan. And this because she loved. So we ask the good Lord today and St. Joseph in a particular way to help us to rediscover our love for Our Lady, to help the church as a whole to rediscover the Marian character of our church, this, this Marian nature of our church, that Our Lady is never, never a threat to authentic devotion to Jesus, that the rosary isn't some outdated prayer, but that it's, it's, it's scriptural, it's living it's it's powerful and that our blessed lady always always wants to guide us to the heart of her son so we have nothing to fear by having a devotion to her at all so may we in the church recognize the beauty of our mother whose heart was pierced out of love for each one of us